right, guys. It's Wednesday. We're back on the Founder Hour. This is your co-host, Posh. I'm Pat. And we're back with Zach. And maybe we just call this segment Back with Zach. Uh, Zach, on this episode, we're going to talk about your biggest inspiration and why that person or why that thing is your biggest inspiration. So I'll kind of just give the floor to you to talk about that and we can have a conversation around that. For sure. Um to single it out is really tough. If it's cool with you guys, I'll break it down into to two one, yeah, just life inspiration, and then uh, the other being like a business inspiration. Sure. So I think off the get go, the people that come to my mind are like my mom and my sister mm-hmm. uh, for being such like strong, independent people and being able to like raise me. What I saw from a sense of sacrifice from both of them for me to have success was very inspiring because it, it gave me the sense of like again to go back to. The conversation we had that came out a few days ago, um, I moved to Canada from Iran because of the hard work that my mom put in. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky. Mm-hmm. And had I lived in Iran, I would have a lot less opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fact that I have the opportunity that I'm blessed with today is not of any doing of my own. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's a thing I wake up every day. Is like, I didn't even have to be here. I got lucky being here. And so am I just going to piss this away or am I going to milk the opportunity for everything that it's worth? And that's a huge sense of inspiration for me off the off the work that my mother and my sister put in. Mm. Um, from a business perspective, it obviously has to be. Uh, I think the only name that really comes up is, is Scooter. Mm. Um, also, from being able to see him from someone that was like looking at him from podcasts and videos to actually being able to meet him and have a mentor mentee relationship and just a friend relationship with him, uh, I've been able to take away that fear of meeting him and have him not be the person that I thought he was going to be. And that was like very relieving. I was going to ask, what's something about Scooter that you know that maybe not a lot of people know just seeing them, him on podcasts and interviews? That he's a work in progress. Yeah. It was very uh, comforting to know that he doesn't have it figured out completely. Um, and that was one of the first conversations I had with him one-on-one was like, dude, you, like, it seems like you figured it all out. You've balancing your family with your work. You are breaking your own records with your work. Like, you went from Justin to Ariana, and now Ariana's breaking yeah. everyone's numbers, and now it's not even your biggest artist is Justin anymore. Like, yeah. what the hell? And then now you're buying these companies, da, da, da. Yeah. And he was like, work in progress, dude. Like, I still, you know, argue with family sometimes around, like, not being home enough. I, you know, sometimes feel like we have slip-ups and we sign artists that don't do well, and we have some marketing plays that don't go well. And the, realizing that... He doesn't have it all figured out makes me feel a lot more comfortable yeah. in those moments where I feel like, shit, you know, it's not working out for me or the things that I thought were going to work don't. Yeah. Uh, what's something that I guess um, that you really look up to Scooter about, like in particular? I think the, and I have this as my Instagram bio, is, is uh, always the student, never the master. One of the first conversations we ever had with Scooter the day that we met him, he turned around to us and go, basically said, you guys know more than I do about content creation and about the digital content space. I want to learn from you guys. Hmm. And we were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like this guy is, you know, number as as of yesterday's billboard thing, like number 16 most powerful person in the industry. Like yep. he's had every bit of success anyone can imagine. Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. turning around to a bunch of 25-year-old kids, frankly, and being like, teach me. And so the ability to always put yourself in a position where no matter who you're in the room with, to tell yourself, I have something to learn from this person, whether that's an intern or whether that's a co-CEO of another big company. Um, was something I looked at and I respect it a lot and I hope that I'm able to kind of uh, always have in mind as I grow up. Um, and for him, it was a big thing to learn that 
he doesn't see that from the the generation that came before him yeah. and that he would go into rooms with music execs that were, you know, 50, 60 years old and they would look at him and be like, I have nothing to learn from you. Yeah. Where, and he realized very quickly like, oh, that's going to, that's how you get disrupted. That's how you, you know, forget how the new way of doing things is or never learn the new way of doing things and you get caught out at the knees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for him, I think the reason he's had, I always tell him he has a LeBron career <laughs> where everyone thinks he's this is going to be the year where he's not yeah. killing shit and, and he just continues to kill yeah. shit yeah. um the reason he's had that is because he's consistently looking at uh you know what's next what's the next trend what's the new way to for, you know to invest in businesses what's going to be the business that takes over next and you see that from his investments you see that from the artists he takes chances yeah. in um, and he may not, I mean, to his, in his words, like he may not know a lot about content creation, but as far as content goes and, 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 um, kind of the way he is when he's like on interviews or podcasts or whatever, I mean, he's eloquent, but he's also so relatable and just so down to earth. It's insane. Like, it's not easy for someone to, to be that way at, at his level. And like the fact that he's been able to do that consistently, um, like any interview I see, it's not like the same old bullshit. It's like, he's, he has a lot of valuable shit to like give away yeah. and, and maybe i don't know other people are, are have this facade or what it might be but he's definitely very um good at it so i don't know that's something yeah. I, I definitely noticed yeah just the integrity that he approaches everything with as well is uh you know obviously he's had a lot of financial success but you see him time and time again do things for a deeper purpose and deeper uh meaning and always in any opportunity i've ever seen where you know, there's a aspect of financial success that he can achieve with an initiative. He'll always seek out a way to also add social good to it. Yeah. Um, and he's very conscious of the fact that he has an opportunity to make a real impact in this mm-hmm. world and that he will do that at any opportunity he can. And so the ability to not only seek out financial success, but also sh- social and, you know, environmental or whatever gr- good impact he can have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he always takes those opportunities and it shows that it's a lot more than just money and it's a lot more than whatever. It's like, you know, we got to leave this world better than we came into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything he does goes and shows me that he he thinks that way. Love it. I mean, we're, we both definitely look up to Scooter too, so we'll see what he does next. I mean, I'm excited for it. Hell yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send this portion to him and be like, dude, you got to get on the founder. <laughs> love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love to have him on.